Welcome to On the Edge with April Mahoney Brains. Here, this is the spot where the conversations are pointed, the guests are sharp, and the responses are never dull. Did you bring your thinking caps? Because it's time to put them on. Because the conversation starts now. Charlene Fuller. I love to cook. I, I got that from too. my mom. I yeah. love to eat too. You can see all this. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> Do you have a signature cocktail? Do you drink libation? I have. A, I would probably go a mocktail with elderflower in it. Elderflower. Yeah. Turn me on to that. What is that? It's um. It's a British flower. You can actually buy a cordial that's elderflower. It's very much a British thing. Yeah. Okay. So what do you do? You you make your tea and you put this flower in it yeah you can have elderflower tea cold tea with elderflower in it or rose petals in it and yeah it's is it just does it give you a little buzz or is it just a nice flavor it's beautiful flavor and it's relaxing yeah really yeah elderflower i'm gonna see if i can find that here in the u.s if not you got yeah Yeah, look up look for elderflower it's really it's beautiful and i love um rose as well like the taste of rose like when you get a rose lassi at Indian oh. restaurants, like the rose is just yeah, I love that too. So really, okay, well I'm going to yeah, try. You that should one. look that up, April. I'm gonna have uh, some um, hot apple cider oh, with yes. a shot of cognac in it. Okay, and a slice of orange and a cinnamon stick. Oh, del- delicious! I was in LA like at probably a, lo- a long time ago, and I remember it was around Christmas, about this time. And we had, yeah, it must have been hot apple cider in the hotel, and it was delicious. It was. Yeah, but you got, yeah. but see, see me, I got to kick it up a notch. <laughs> <laughs> but no, it was lovely because I, I went to Steamboat Springs, and I love your food as well. Yeah. So. Yeah, we have we have a lot of good food, a lot of fat and cholesterol. But I am so glad you're here with me, Charlene Fuller, all the way from Australia. What part of Australia are you in, Queen? I'm from Melbourne. Melbourne. Melbourne, originally from originally from New South Wales. New South Wales. So you moved from Europe to Australia. Oh no, I moved from Port Macquarie, which is New South Wales, down to Melbourne. So interstate. Oh yeah, okay. So in, yeah, New yeah. South Wales. I'm sorry, that is in Australia. So yeah. uh, what's it like there? Do you like living where you're living at now? You like Melbourne? I do love Melbourne. Yes. Yeah, but you yeah. get some rain there. That's treacherous. Um, only this year at the moment, it's beautiful and sunny outside. Absolutely gorgeous outside. So it's yeah. your summer. It's our summer. Just got into our summer two days ago. Well, it's our winter here. You're getting into that. I saw that. I saw Boston and everybody's all rugged up. Everybody. Yeah. But I'm in California <laughs> and we're, we're like the native Americans. We are, uh, dancing and chanting for rain. We don't get a lot of rain. I saw, cause I watch LA flights, which is a plane spotting on YouTube, which they do from LA. And he, yeah, it looked really misty today. He actually did a pop-up session today, streaming session. So I saw LA from um, today, this morning, and it looked pretty misty. (laughs) Well, Brains, you got an opportunity to meet me and my upcoming guests right here on the edge. Hello, Brains. I changed the postcard. I was looking for a little vivation. You know, it was white, now it's green, okay? Green is my favorite color. 
And I want you to help me welcome Charlene Fuller here on the edge. She's a brilliant woman and she's a nurse. One of my favorite people on the planet, I tell you all the time, that is a job that is not respected the way that it should be. Those are earth angels to take care of you when you're sick, take care of your baby, put up with your nonsense, be responsible for your medication, you know, but she's also nursing hearts. She's working with individuals because she's overcome domestic violence and she's done the inner work. And that's a lot too, you know, and I say this kind of snarkily, but you've been working all day, getting the abuse from this, and then you got to go home and put up with some joker, you know, it's just not fair. But what she's helped us do is overcome and adapt. And I'm so glad that she's here to tell us about her story and the work that she's doing. Brains, help me welcome her to the edge. There she is, Charlene Fuller. How are you, beautiful? I'm very well. Thank you, April. And thank you for your lovely introduction. Oh, Thank yeah. Thank you so much, Wolf. <laughs> you know, I love just talking to you and Brains. I'd like you to get to know her personally because she's going to be working with you, you know? She's not going to just be the person at your bedside. So tell us a little bit about you, Charlene, and how you show up in the world. How I show up in the world today, I show up totally different than what I did years ago. Today I show up authentically me. I'm not perfect, but with a smile and always with a positive energy and attitude and there to help people as well as myself so it's just to give the, the feeling of giving I think is very important in our in our world and culture it is and you have to decide on what you're seeking in life yeah. what fulfills you what makes you happy a lot of people don't know that you know and again I always have to get snarky again with that often <laughs> Because sometimes you just can't let people see you with no makeup on and your teeth out, <laughs> the hair all over your head, you know, and just see your raw emotion. So you have to temper that sometimes. What would you say to the person that kind of needs to temper their authenticity? To temper their authenticity? Um, to control your emotions? That yeah, just, real, to, just yeah. to control yeah. how you show up, how you respond to things, Nurse Charlene. Definitely respond to control your thoughts, understand what your thoughts are, and that's through self-reflection, and then also understanding your emotions. So when we control the emotions and our self-reflection, then we show up, uh, we show up more, as you said, more tempered in the world. So instead of just being off like a firecracker, I guess. So that's probably the way to describe it, yeah. I know. You know, I had a situation last week where I lost my keys on the beach. Who does that? I went back to every store. I looked the ground over, couldn't find my keys anywhere. I was 137 miles away from my house. Oh. But you know what I did? At first I was like, okay, I could feel it raging up. And I said, I pumped the brakes. I said, April, it's all about how you respond. You have to get home. You have to have a strategy, but you also have resources. You have options and you have choices. If you act ugly, nobody's going to help you. But if you calm down, you're able to process it. I had the best time because <laughs> I didn't have to drive back home. I got the yeah. tow truck. I took the tow truck driver out to the uh, restaurant. We stopped. But it was a, a calmness that just kind of came over me because that was an instant meltdown. Absolutely. Absolutely. So again, tempering yourself is very important. Also coming to self-realization. When you went through that challenging time in your life and um, 
You are not being treated the way that you deserve. What was your aha moment and what did you do? My aha moment? Um, my aha moment where I was in that situation was when my ex-husband actually killed one of my pets and that that was my aha moment that literally shifted everything so that gave me that determination to have a normal life and to be there to help people who've gone through what I went through so that was that shifted my paradigm totally and and that that fuels me still is to live yeah is to help and know that what had happened to me doesn't happen to someone else and to help them recover yeah you know this was something odd that you brought up uh, I had another counselor on my show that talked yeah. about domestic violence. And they told me that domestic abusers always, well, they have a pattern of abusing animals. They do. Yes, definitely. And I had a girlfriend and her husband socked the chihuahua in the eye, gave the chihuahua a black eye. Three weeks later, she had that same black eye. Yeah. I wonder what that is all about. I don't know. We got to figure out how to help those people and the signs and the symptoms. So you have a woman that's in a situation right now that she wants to break free. What would you say to her? I would say to her that she she can get out and she's she's feels it in herself that she's got to do it for herself, even though she may feel very trapped, which I felt trapped and brainwashed. I definitely felt brainwashed. But if you've got that fight to get out, you will get out. So I would just say to her, she can do it. You like, she can literally do it. There is nothing stopping her. And when she gets out, she can achieve anything she wants. I mean, I've come from, I was living on one, on a cup of soup a day, like when I left. And now I'm like, I've got back to where I am. I mean, nothing's perfect at the moment. I always work on myself, but I mean, I'm, I'm working pathology. I've, you know, I've started destiny within and I just feel that you can, you can recover and you do the inner work and it just gives you like a whole new world. And I mean, if I hadn't done this inner work, I never would have met you, Angel. So Oh my goodness. <laughs> well, I'm telling you, that's almost as good as the food we were talking about a few years ago. <laughs> Thank you so much. I appreciate the compliment. Do you have children? No, unfortunately, from what I went through, I was unable to due to the stress level. So yes. Well, you know, you you are the mother to many. Okay. Yes. You are the mother to many. That nursing is no joke. My girlfriend told me how one of her patients bit her. I would have been through. <laughs> I've been, I've, I've had a lot of unfortunate incidents at work. I'll just leave yeah, it. Definitely. It's yeah. I've, me, yeah, I've had my hand grabs. Tell me the best part about nursing. What just lights you up? Why do you keep doing it? Is it the paycheck or? <laughs> I would say. I actually had a moment last week with a patient because I do pathology as well. And I was mentioning, obviously, this sort of work that I do as well. And her face just lit up like smiling. And that was that was it. That made me feel so good. And just to see someone smile is my, yeah, that just that just fills my heart up. And I know that they've had that aha moment. And yeah, it just lights me up. And Absolutely. I'm doing good. Yeah. Absolutely. Well, you're looking good. Tell me about Destiny Within. What is that about? Destiny Within is about inner work and empowerment and also transformation. So Destiny Within is my coaching um, coaching sessions. I do six, eight and 12 sessions. And I also have lots of little things where I do accountability sessions on call if 
um, in the sessions as well for the six to eight weeks, how many sessions people want, and also self-love affirmation. So if someone was to join and I become their coach, then literally I every day I would send them a self-love affirmation and self-action. So I believe that self-love and self-action is part of self-empowerment um, as well because that's knowing our worth. So that's a lot of what Destiny Within is also for the person healing their their self-worth and inner, inner working wounds that you have from, from being through a domestic violence. As I, I had no self-worth, I had no self-love, no self-understanding, and a lot of it's self-reflection. So working through that with me, that's what I help people achieve and to help them achieve their dreams. So it's one step at a time, but every step is a big step. And I celebrate every win with all my clients. Every small win is a big win to me. So, yeah. Well, can I ask you a personal question? Yeah, sure. Your relationship with your ex-spouse, uh, do you think that some of that might have been generational trauma, epigenetic, something that your mother might have experienced or that you weren't able to break through or maybe he had mommy issues, something that he went through? I definitely agree that he had, um, he was narcissistic, so he obviously had mommy issues with that, but definitely it was generational as well. I believe it can go back three generations. So and. that's what I've helped heal as well inside myself is held three generations back. And I feel that means a lot to me with my mom as well because I've healed her wounds. So oh, that's, which, a, that's yeah. a blessing. That was a yeah. blessing. My mother had some my mother had some wounds, but my mother was a fighter. She was like, oh hell no. <laughs> <laughs> I can relate to that. My mother and grandmother were the same. Yeah. It was she resilient, said, strong wounds. Yeah, she said, I'm I'm not going to relive that and nor are you. Here, let me tell you what happened. Let me tell you how to dodge that bullet. And that's what I did with my daughter. So I've been very fortunate in my life um, that uh, I had a boyfriend one time that uh, slapped me. And I saw stars. I was like, uh, that will never happen again. Never happen again. Because I knew that there was something in me that I probably would have been in jail. <laughs> <laughs> I, I can totally relate I I feel really lucky my mother instilled in me no one would hit me and my ex-husband actually did raise his fist to me and I turned around and said no because of my mother had instilled that in me and when I said no he pushed away straight away it was exactly. like yeah you have to defend yourself but also strategically you know like you said you were brainwashed what do you mean yeah. by that they actually, when I first met him, he was totally loving, caring. Uh, I believe there was love bombing involved from what I understand now. Because when I met him, none of, there was no information that was out there like there is now. No, no, no. You said, it was, you said it was love what? Love bombing. What's that? It's when they like say you're beautiful, you're gorgeous. And oh, they oh, just, oh, 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 oh. And okay. they start things I call really quickly. Yeah. I call it trickery. <laughs> <laughs> Same thing, Yeah. Okay, um, love bombing. Okay. And then after we got, and slowly as we started dating, they slow, he slowly chipped away at my personality and my self-esteem and would say lies. And in the end, I found out he was a pathological liar as well. So, yeah. So I, this was, a, it's a slow process and you don't know until you're actually in the middle of it that you're in the middle of an abusive relationship. And it was only through. Right, right. Yeah, it was only through a paper, a local paper, probably a state paper in New South Wales that I found out that I was in a um, domestic violence relationship. It was wow. only that they'd had an article on it. So I have a family member. I almost said what family member it was. Whoop, she cut my head off. 
but she, because she's going to come on the show and tell me, and she was in the domestic violence relationship from hell. She would call me on the phone and ask me to verify a situation. Okay, for example, we're in Beverly Hills and there's all these luxurious cars and we're dressed up. So we're taking pictures in front of these cars. My husband <laughs> was taking the pictures. Oh, we're living it up, right? She shows the pictures to her husband. Do you know her husband was tracking down those people's license plate numbers, accusing her of having an affair? I'm, she I, called me, she's called me in the middle of the night and asked me to verify it. She was hysterical. He would accuse her of being with men. My cousin was as square as a pool table and just as green. She's, <laughs> not, she's not having an affair on him. But domestic violence brings, I need you to understand, is packaged all kinds of ways. That's not necessarily where they're putting their hands on you. No. Sometimes the mental abuse uh, the demeaningness, the belittling, isolating you from your family members and your friends, controlling your finances. There's uh, people like uh, Art Kelly that will tell you when you can go to the bathroom and when you can eat. Domestic violence is a big umbrella. So don't just think that it's somebody putting their hands on you. They're putting hands on your mind. And your heart as well. Mm-hmm. And your soul. It's Mine was more emotional and mental, as you explained, and definitely financial as well. I mean, my ex-husband actually asked, I had $50 to buy food for us for one week for two people. That's how we controlled the finances. Mm-hmm. So now you are living the life. <laughs> I am. And you're in Melbourne. What do you do for fun and recreation? What do I do for fun? I love the beach. Um, I love cooking. And I love reading and I'm always reading and I love the movies. So, and I, music as well. Music is for my soul and getting out and meeting people, just all those things absolutely I love. It just fills my heart so much. And, and also helping people and going to meet up groups. And yeah, I just, I feel life is multi-dimensional and just enjoying all of life. Yeah. Do you think you're going to fall in love again? Are you optimistic about that? I'm more than optimistic about it. I I know what I, yeah, about what's inside me. And as I grow, I still know that I believe there is a true love out there. And I believe that I know my heart's open to it. So now, but do you, but do you have your list ready? Do you know how to tick the boxes for the warning signs? I do actually. I actually, even when online, when I'm dating, I can still pick up the warning signs when I'm literally online dating and I haven't met them. So Mm-hmm. And, be and sure I feel that's important Zoom with them because this online dating I've been married 38 years I wouldn't even know what <laughs> I wouldn't even know what to do to have a conversation with somebody online I want to see your birth certificate I want to run your credit report <laughs> <laughs> I want to know your blood type all of that I'm just not going to just fall in love but I've got friends that have you know married fallen in love and just as happy as they can be well, that's exciting. Let me ask you another fun question. If you were an appliance yeah. in the kitchen, Charlene, what appliance would you be? Oh, that's a good question. I would say, I think it's like the, the thing that does everything. Um, What is it? The Not the air fryer or the... Oh, um, the Vitamix? You guys call it something different. Yeah, I think we call it something different. Yeah, I think it would be... It would be something like that or or probably a, a steamer, just a slow steamer because I do things slowly as well. So, yeah. A slow steamer? I want to be the, 
I want to be the refrigerator. I just want to chill. <laughs> <laughs> what three things can you absolutely not live without? Water. Love. And that can be self-love as well. That's right. And laughter and happiness. You can't get away with without laughing. I feel that's so, that's like, that's medicine in itself. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Tell me, who is your ideal client? You know, you've got 88,000 reach on a good day uh, from on the edge, but who's your ideal client? Because everybody is not going to be your ideal client. And that's yeah. not that they don't need help. But it's, you know, you're gelling and you're vibing and your culture and your understanding and your relationships, maybe language. Who's a good person for you to work with? I'd say someone who's open to coaching, someone who um, is open and is open to themselves and they're open to understanding and to grow and be open to the inner work. And they're open to do the work in themselves because sometimes it's not pretty. Sometimes it's raw and it can be quite painful. And they're also open to show up and they've got accountability to themselves when they show up for every session. So, and they have that long-term goal to be that best version for themselves because it's about doing it for themselves, not for me, not for a relationship because I was, you know, coming out of a relationship and, and they don't have to be perfect, but just to show up for themselves when they show up with me is the best client. All right. Well, great. You got to show up. <laughs> so you can show out but you have to do the inner work and that responsibility is not on Charlene it's on you it's like you go the teacher gives you the lesson in class but you got to go and do the homework and the self-realization I think it's uh you know we make it sound kind of easy but it's not easy because if you never knew what love was or you've never felt it it's so foreign to you you know it's like going to a country and you can't speak the language. It's so foreign to you. And then you have to settle into that. And then you have to get comfortable with it. And then you have to accept responsibility and also set boundaries. So it's a lot of work. It's a lot of work. And if you can, you know, crack that shell within, you know, six sessions, eight sessions, 12 sessions, you're on the road to recovery. Absolutely. Absolutely. Share some. Um, success stories a couple success stories that you've had with a couple of your clients I've had um one one of my clients um turned up for she did an eight sessions and we ended up uh finding out that she had vulnerability issues and there was a guy that she was actually seeing or had a crush on and I'd done this circle of like what are your your values like what do you value in a relationship and everything so I'd done this circle wrote a circle and put all these values that she wrote and she realized that this this man that she was totally infatuated with was um wasn't her guy because he wasn't mirroring these values of hers and you could just see yeah she just had this inner moment of wow okay and then as I worked through her then we discovered that she had vulnerability issues as well so that was that was a big step for her so and then you know what yeah. you but when you that's the scary thing because when you start falling in love that's how you know you're starting falling in love because you become vulnerable yeah you know but you have to understand brains what it is uh that you are going to accept and what you're going to tolerate because we're women of a particular age and you know our partner is going to come with some baggage some bad credit 
an ex-spouse, some bad <laughs> kids, <laughs> you know, warts, <laughs> you know, they're going to, so what are you willing to accept in all of this as well? You've got to, you got to figure that out as well too, you know, but look at how your, your, your person treats their other uh, family members, you know, cause I tell people all the time, them mommy issues and how they talk about, you know, women or uh, how they talk about their sister and all that. Listen very carefully. There's a key indicator there that might be their trigger. That might be their switch. Yeah. You know, lovingly. My husband was just so loving to my mother, his mother, to me, my daughter. It's just, you know, it overflows. So I look at those kind of characteristics. But you know what? Women can be a trip too. Okay. We can be a trip that's not worth the gas. That's true. <laughs> okay. And we can be combative and we can be confrontational. I've got a little mentee that hits on her husband. And I had to put her in line. I said, okay, so when he wails back at you, you want to call the police and have him arrested. What do you say to an aggressive woman? I would say to an aggressive woman that, she, that that's what she needs the inner work too, like to look at her wounds and her mother and father wounds. And definitely a lot of self-reflection is needed there because there's a reason why she's maybe bitter or angry towards men and that that's definitely in a work there the relationship is so different now the world is so different now um and you know we have a lot of relationships where now they're same sex mm -hmm. and i've seen some volatile things you know because there's a different again there's a different dynamic two women oh my god could you imagine me and you, Charlene, in a relationship? <laughs> It'd be a hot mess. <laughs> you know, but do you work with same-sex relationships? I don't know how liberal they are there in Australia. When I came there, you guys are kind of going through stuff right there. But but is that something that you would work, you know, that group, that population? If you don't, I would be I'm open to working with them, definitely. Yeah. Because every relationship has its... Every relationship is unique, but then every relationship has those healthy boundaries. And also what is healthy is in every relationship is the same, whether it's same sex or not. So respect is respect no matter where you're from. So, yeah. yeah. Love is love. And I get it. Yeah. I, yeah. Well, tell us about any current offerings that you may have and how to get in contact with you. I do have a current offering of two free sessions um, of my coaching at Destiny Within. I can be in touch on Destiny Within, which is my Facebook group, or on PandoraBob16 at yahoo.com. And also, I now have a Facebook channel called Charlene Fuller. So I'm, now on, so I'm on Facebook and I'm on YouTube. So, and I'm now working on getting my website up as well. So, friends, you're going to be able to find her like me all over the planet. <laughs> okay. Okay. This is where I want you to go. I want you to share, like, love, and subscribe. Now, what I have to tell you, Brian, you have to understand the subscriptions are very important because that validates and substantiates what we're doing, what we're putting out. But, you know, subscribing uh, is like going out on a date. It'll take you out two or three times, but it's hard to get them to commit. But I'm so glad that you committed to spend this time with us here on the edge. Again, Brains, this is where you need to go. We got a green postcard right now. That is Charlene Fuller. 
She is Australia. Destiny Within is where she's located. I'm going to put all of her information at the back part of this interview. You have been such a love, and I've just had such a good time with you. Uh, I wish you continued love and light. And whenever you find a suitor, you run them by me so I can check the box. I will, I will do, April. Definitely. You have to pass your test. Absolutely. <laughs> All right, brains, get your pencil and paper out because now it's a test. It's a test to the true you and who do you want to be and who do you want to get rid of? Talk to you soon.